Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, welcome in. Wednesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris is out there somewhere. Where, where are you, Clayton? I'm in my office, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. All right. And uh, now a, 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 a regular special guest, dude. Uh, and we've only got him for a couple more days, but uh, Seth Campbell, he's a high school teacher in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, at Mount Pleasant High. Uh, he's also active in the Democratic Party, a member of the State Democratic Executive Committee, and he, excuse me, he writes a column every week in Main Street Murray. Welcome, Seth Campbell. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, friend of the station, and always welcome here. State Representative Scott Specky, how are you, man? Good morning, everybody. All right, he's Scott's got an update on what's going on in state government and also what I'll call the Orange Barrel Report. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, Scott? Well, first of all, thank you for allowing me to come on here. Uh, everybody, be aware. Starting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the sales tax holiday on all school supplies. So, if you need to stock up for your for your little one getting ready to go back to school, um, if you would uh, take advantage of that, the uh, state of Tennessee is providing that uh, a way to give back to the to, to the parents out there who have children in school. Also, the sales tax holiday on food starts uh, August, September, and October of this year. The General Assembly has increased it to three months, and I think what the plan is, Delk, is we're going to continue to monitor this and as long as revenues hold you will see this continually get expanded to where hopefully one day we eliminate all the sales tax on food for all all people of tennessee wow yeah um, and then the orange the orange barrel report, as you've called it, uh, Tdot has renounced has announced District 64, uh, which is the uh, report of all their projects in Murray County, folks. Um, I guess I'm going to start this off by having patience. Uh, we are growing, and so Tdot is focusing more money on our on our county to make sure that we're getting the projects that we need to be able to expand and handle the growth. Uh, they are working right now uh, on the from Duplex Road. In Murray County, in Spring Hill, all the way north near Tollgate to 840. They've already got the planning done, the concept planning done for that, of how they're going to expand that to uh, five lanes. Uh, That's going to be coming probably in the near decade, I guess, because that's going to be a project. We found out from TDOT, and this is how expensive things have gotten, is the project was normally about 70 to $80 million. It's now $200 million. Wow. And they're going to break it up into two parts, the southern part and the northern part, and the southern part because it travels through uh, the congestion in Spring Hill that we all experience. That will be the first $100 million that will get spent. Once that project is completed, then it will do the northern project, which will take it all the way up to 840 and complete that, where you will now have potentially five lanes going all the way with a, a middle turn lane, five lanes going north and south all the way from uh, Spring Hill all the way up to 840. Wow. 
So a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, there are a couple industrial projects going on in Murray County. Uh, I guess we could probably ask Will Evans if he could come on to your radio show and talk about the potential of some other industrial projects coming to Murray County, more jobs. That would be great. Yeah. Um, there are some bridges going in, uh, and also there are some projects here. There is a main paving project, so here's my, my, my public safety. From the Giles County line, on Highway 31 to Rankin Drive. And we looked up Rankin, and it's up by Murray Hills Church. Right. So that will be repaved by TDOT with a completion of this fall. So be ready, folks, on Highway 31 going south that we're going to have paving projects going on by TDOT to get that redone. It's, it's been long overdue. And also in the Bigbyville area where it slows down to 45, yeah. but most people choose not to slow down to 45, uh, right there at Covey Hollow, there is a, a passing lane there that TDOT is going to eliminate and make it double yellow lines because we've had some near fatalities there coming out of Covey yeah, Hollow. Right there at the Giles County line is one of the most dangerous yes. uh, stretches of road in Tennessee. I have mm-hmm. uh, been in the news business 40 years now and just wreck after wreck after wreck fatality mm-hmm. after fatality and then the highway service road uh, uh down in mount pleasant going from mount pleasant over to lewis uh, they are in the right away pro- uh, uh, purchasing there and procuring all that road also they've been having some trouble with springs believe it or not in murray county uh, there are some springs on the right away that they're going to have to figure out how to mitigate and so they're working with t-deck on that i think they found six springs that are in the right away and this now this is the um, the cutover from uh, basically where Hampshire Pike is, uh, right? For, uh, from uh, well, from yeah, Hampshire School, just uh, west of Hampshire, all all the way over to Mount Pleasant. Yeah, right. where they built that, that that new bridge, right on the on the bypass Highway Forty Three. So uh, that'll be a project that we're looking forward to completing. And then uh, Bear Creek is is uh, the Bear Creek interchange is going on schedule. Uh, they're hoping to get that wrapped up uh, ahead of schedule, which is very good as long as we don't have any weather delays coming up. Uh, they did ask everybody to please slow down out there. They've noticed that the traffic is getting uh, faster, and so it had some near misses with some crews out there. Uh, and also the Buckner Road interchange, as you see right now, as you drive north, is getting uh, ahead of schedule, too. That will provide a, a much-needed relief valve for people in Spring Hill to have no, more access to Interstate 65, and then finishing up the report on Interstate 65 from the Marshall County line on Interstate 65 down there somewhere around Mooresville Pike, all the way north to Bear Creek, is going to be repaved by TDOT. Uh, Seth said that he was he saw the barrels out on the highway there, so it's coming also. Orange barrels. So uh, just folks, just be aware. There's going to be a lot of construction going on, and they have uh, uh, paid the contract for mowing in Murray County. So you're going to see all the state highways getting mowed. So be careful out there. And then th- another thing with agriculture, we are in the full swing of hay production right now. There are tractors running up and down the roads. Trust me, if you hit a tractor, you will lose that battle. <laughs> yes. So so please slow down. Don't. Be patient getting around this agricultural equipment. A lot, a lot of the drivers know you're behind them. They will wave you around when it's safe. Wait for them to wave you around when it's safe. So that's about hey, Scott, it. Scott, yes. with all this building and, and construction on roads and stuff, is any any of that uh, project include any money for infrastructure? Yes, Mr. York. Uh, the three billion dollars that we put in there uh, this year, TDOT is working on a plan to use that money. 
there are four TDOT divisions in the state of Tennessee. Most things are broken up into three grand divisions, like our flag, but TDOT does it four. I hate to interrupt you, but I'm saying, was some of this money from the infrastructure bill yes. that the federal government passed? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, uh, there has been a portion already allotted to Murray County that was uh, budgeted this year for Van Boshears, our highway superintendent. He will be using that federal money to do projects directly here in Murray County. I don't really have the number offhand, but for some reason, I think the, something about $7 million comes to mind, Mr. York. Right. I, I just want to see if, you know, if you're getting any help from the federal government, because mm-hmm. I think President Biden said it probably wouldn't start until they passed it last year, but it probably wouldn't start until this year, all the development and building and mm-hmm. stuff. And and you're right, Mr. York. It, it is a partnership that we work with the federal government and state government uh, to make sure that our local governments have the necessary infrastructure dollars they need to continue to expand and improve the transportation of their areas. And Scott, sure creates all... a lot of jobs, too, doesn't it? Uh, uh, yes. If you're looking to run a weed whacker this summer, <laughs> TDOT is hiring. Now, today not be maybe the opportune day to sign up with TDOT, but, yeah, they're, all, they're always hiring at TDOT looking for, for qualified people to work for them. Mr. York, you get out there turning a sign on the interstate. Nah, don't think so. Go and enjoy my retirement. <laughs> I leave up. that for the young people. There's plenty of people need jobs and need money, so let them let them work at it. That is correct. Uh, sure. It sounds like there's plenty of opportunity out there. Uh, and uh, I, I'm sorry. Bidenomics. Bidenomics. All right, Mr. York. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. Yeah, I, I, I was not, wondering if you were going to take the bait I'm on that one, Scott. That was, um, not taking if, the if bait. If you want to thank President Come Biden, on, feel up. free. Let's tell the truth. Let's <laughs> tell the truth. Well, remember, yeah. it takes Congress to act on what President Biden wants to do. So, Yeah, well, it, it was a bipartisan it, agreement. I agree. Is everybody, bipartisan agreement. The way it's drawn up is hopefully we can all work together towards the common good of all people in our country. And I, I think that's, that's the important part here, that you have you have the state government, the federal government, Congress, <laughs> executive branch, everything working together to get things done for the people, and that's that's the important part. Most people don't fight over infrastructure in Washington. Hey, Scott, let me, let me bring something up that we said on the air. You weren't here, and Clayton said you pulled over on the side of the road and fainted when I said it, but I complimented you on trying to tighten up that hate crime law that hate crime bill yes uh, i appreciate that and and we need to be realistic about what's going on in this country and i hope you didn't faint when you when you were driving when you heard me compliment you. well no i didn't mr york but i did start to waver in the road and i got pulled over by the highway patrol they thought i was texting while i was driving and i looked up in the sky to see if pigs were flying so you, you were getting a lot of Democratic love over here yes. last week, so you just bipartisan Mr. spirit. Mr. York, you know the statement, keep hope alive. Yeah, there you go. Keep, keep hope, hope alive. alive. Keep hope you alive. You know, what, what I'm curious about, Scott, is, you know, all this going on, it's almost uh, the 1st of August. Which yes. We're right, and so the, you know, uh, highway construction uh, paving in particular can only continue to about what the middle of October something like that uh, depending on the weather it has to stay I think it has to stay above 50 degrees for right. a certain amount of time during the day and they can still pave so there's just not there's not a lot of time left to do these things this year well remember everybody in construction all of the construction companies know that this is the majority of the time especially if you're in paving this is when you make your money 
Right. And so, boy, they ramp up. They bring people in from other states that, like, in northern states, they're kind of getting past their window of opportunity here. And so it's kind of a migration of those workers. They, they move to the south because they know they have a longer period to make money. Uh, like I said, TDOT is always hiring. They're always looking for people. Um, <laughs> go to college, become an, an engineer, and design roads and highways and bridges because TDOT does pay, and their checks do cash every two weeks. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Scott, we appreciate the report. Now, oh, uh, the special session. What What about that? Well, I was trying to get out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're, we're we got to take it. I think we got to take a break, and I may be gone by the time you come back. Yeah, we, yeah absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we got just a minute or so before the break. Uh, what about the special session? Uh, Governor Lee is going to have the special session. We, we've heard it's going to be August 21st. He has not officially made the call. We do not know the scope of the call, which means what he's going to bring us in for. Um, he's going to have to open up certain codes for us. Uh, we have asked him to open up, if he does have the special session, we have asked him to open up Title 49, which is education. There are a couple things that we found that we have to fix real quick with the school year coming up. So there'll be some bills that myself and others will be running in education to create some quick fixes. And then um, also we are looking at uh, mental health. Uh, the bill that, if we do have the special session, the bill I'll be running will be to expand mental health facilities, uh, nine, one in each congressional district across the state of Tennessee to provide more inpatient help for people that are seeking it for mental health issues. And, boy, I have never seen as much bipartisan support for anything as I have for expanding inpatient mental health. Yeah, we've got to do it. We well, don't have enough beds. If we could get that that congeniality in terms of working on some sensible gun legislation mm. we would have it made scott Ooh, that's the hard one mr york uh, right. i don't think we have the bipartisan support for that one mr york that's uh yeah that that's 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 a that's a tough you all home. have a wonderful morning <laughs> all right scott specky <laughs> thank you come back anytime drive safely scott bye-bye y'all Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233.
Hi, I'm Steve, the garbage man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. 
right, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Delk Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Clayton. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, everybody. And uh, special guest, well, he's not a guest dude. He's a regular, regular dude here with us now. Uh, Seth Campbell, uh, high school teacher in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, Democratic activist, uh, member of the state Democratic Executive Committee, and writes a column every week in Main Street Murray that appears right opposite Ron Hartz. There's sort of, you know, a yin and yang thing going there. <laughs> Seth Campbell, welcome. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. All right, Coach Mike Lyle is on the board. He's going to tell us about the Gypsy Kings coming to Nashville November 4th. Yeah, you want everybody to mark your calendar for Saturday. For Saturday, November 4th, the Gypsy Kings will be performing all their greatest hits, Bombaleo, Valare, and more. Uh, If you're familiar with them, you can check out those songs on YouTube. And I know know you've definitely heard them. This is a really, really unique uh, live group uh, with a unique guitar style. It's it's truly amazing. This will be a great night of live music with a group of talented musicians. And a trip down memory lane, for those of you you know that they've uh, collaborated on several movies uh, recently and, and actually won a grammy back in 2013 uh in the world music division so if you want tickets to this uh visit tonino excuse me yes tonino bayardo.com loud and live production also stay tuned here to 101.7 a little bit closer to the show we will be giving away tickets we have uh, i think we have about 30 of them to give away Uh, we'll be doing that uh, closer to the show so again mark your calendar saturday november 4th the gypsy kings in nashville there we go that's going to be a big time folks we'll be giving away free tickets as uh, we get closer to that performance so stay tuned as they say all right folks we've got seth campbell with us uh like I said, he's been active in Democratic politics, uh, writes a column in Main Street Bury with a Democratic point of view. Uh, and we've only got him uh, two more days. He's got to go back to, I mean, today and tomorrow. He's got to go back to his day job uh, next week, which is teaching uh, school special needs children in Mount Pleasant High. Um, but before we get to Seth here, uh, and, and I've been promising for two weeks I'm going to ask him the hard questions. <laughs> and I, I think that uh, I'm not trying to be antagonistic. I, I think I want to, you know, get a gauge of what would happen if we had a Democratic uh, majority in the state legislature, Democratic governor in Tennessee, you know, what the agenda would be. But uh, before we get to that, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, the tomorrow night the school board murray county school board is scheduled to vote on the charter school application of american classical schools uh and you know clayton and i have both said that we're for it for no other reason i mean i mean there are other reasons to be for it but you know they're going to build their own high school at no cost to Murray County, that's a hundred million dollar, you know, uh, that's a hundred million dollars that Murray County property taxpayers won't have to pay, and so that alone makes it a good reason to have it. Uh, Phil Swank, CEO of American Classical Schools, uh, the, the 
folks who have filed a petition to have a part charter school, which will be voted on tomorrow night, will be here with us in the morning. And Seth and Miss York, I'm just going to sit back. I know y'all are both <laughs> y'all are both uh, either opposed or skeptical of this charter school, or maybe charter schools in general. So I'm going to just sit back and let y'all just take it to Phil Swank just as hard as you can, <laughs> and and uh, and and let him. Uh, he's been on he's been on the show a couple of times. He's more than capable of defending himself, and so I, I'm going to sit back and let y'all uh, raise the issues that concern you with regard to the granting of the charter petition. And uh, let's just see what Mr. Swank has to say. Yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to antagonize you know any antagonistic questions or anything like that. But I do have. I think there's some some questions out there that haven't been fully answered, at least in the school board meetings we've had here. And and I'm sure he's going to have a um, he's going to have an answer for it. I just we just need to drill down and see what we can find out. Because I mean, the vote is tomorrow evening. Um, yeah, tomorrow evening, whether it's pretty much the final vote, whether it's going to happen or not. It's, not, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not. Uh, do opinion, we, have, we have breaking news? Uh, breaking news sound? I, I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. The Republicans on the school board, uh, I don't think they have the votes. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to end up going to Nashville, and then they're going to make the call whether it comes back here or not. But and, I, I just don't see it happening. And let me piggyback on what Clayton just said. Um, there was a fear at the last meeting that the the, um, the gentleman from District 11, Mr. Carter, was saying, well, we need to pass it because the state will pass it anyway. And I just think that line of reasoning is just absolute hogwash. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't let our Democratic voices – you know, these guys are democratically elected by our community members, and to have it – outranked by a panel in Nashville. I don't care what the topic is, if we agree or disagree. I mean, that's not very democratic to have an appointed panel outrank our democratically elected school board. And I just have a big issue with that. And I don't know how the panel will vote, you know, if we get, I'm putting the cart before the horse, but it's just, I don't like that reasoning. I mean, represent your constituents. The other things things that he said, which I think was misinformation, is that if the school board, Murray County School Board, doesn't pass uh, accepting charter schools, that it goes to the state commission. Mm-hmm. The state commission overrides the Murray County schools, but he said the the state would take over the Murray County School Board. That's incorrect. No, 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 no. That's, not, that's not true. They're, they're no. only they're only going to override the decision of the Murray County School Board. Right. So the, the the local control still is maintained by the Murray County School Board. But he gave the impression that the state was going to take over the school system and we wouldn't have no. anything to say. It, it's that's, been such a incorrect. It's been such a convoluted process and it, you know I, I just don't I don't think the message has been conveyed clearly about the charter school and it's just not uh, you know like that and everybody raised their ears when he said that i mean we we don't know what's going on and these guys haven't really communicated i know i've reached out to some school board members and haven't heard back and you know i'm I'm not i'm just i just want answers and i'm not getting them and it just makes the whole thing look shady to me well let's let's get well there's a lot of pressure i don't i don't call for y'all to be antagonists miss swank if you can if you want to but uh you know uh, any doubts reservations questions you have put them to him let's see what he says Uh, the uh yeah we all cover something real quick though is clayton let's see the we have a republican on the school board uh 
from what we hear, that has flipped his vote. What's his name? Uh, Steve McGee. And he's from our district, Kalioka. Correct. And and folks, I I mean, my impression is uh, this was Steve McGee. That's what we believe to be true, that he has flipped his vote, or he is a no vote now. He was a no vote last week, too. Correct. But he was initially a yes, yes in April. Correct. Yeah. But, but the last time they voted, he was a no on the charter schools. Now, folks, I you know, that's very upsetting to me in that I see this charter school thing pretty much, I think, divide along party lines. I think, I think conservatives, Republicans are for it. Democrats, uh, liberals are against it. I think that's pretty much the way that shakes down here in Murray County. Well, and and the, so, you know, here in Murray County, we're, you know, 60 to 70 percent conservative Republican by voting history. And, uh, you know, frankly, if if uh, Mr. McGee maintains his no vote, I, I, I see that as a betrayal to conservative Republican values. Can can but, I push back, Elk, push back on that a little bit? Because the guys who voted against it in the April, I mean, they're both they're both conservatives. I mean, Mr. Sims on the school board, um, I think his he has a he might not have run as a Republican, but he's got a Republican voting record going back decades since he was able to vote. I don't think he's ever voted for a Democrat, and he voted against it because I don't think it is a political um, issue at all, Delk. I mean, I'm 100 percent against that, and I think it's more of what's best for the community and for a lot of these guys. They see a school coming in, and maybe they will buy their own place, even though they don't have a place picked out and they don't have any indication of where they're going to be or how they're going to do it. But they see a school coming in, taking tax dollars and not servicing, not having to service special education kids. And if you're a special education parent or you have a kid with special needs and you see that, that doesn't sit right with you. Well, that your tax dollars are going to a and, school where your kid can't go because well, they're special. Seth, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, thank you for your perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I, 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 yeah. I, that's, that's, and that's, I think that's Mr. It. Lindsay from Mount Pleasant, I hate, I don't know his voting record, but I don't think he's, um, I, I don't think he's some big liberal either. And, um, you, you know, I've never seen him at a Democratic Party meeting and I, and he voted against it. So I don't think it's political. I really don't. And, you know, we can put those labels on it. I just think it's what What's best for the community? Do you want tax dollars going to a school that can teach what they want and teach who they want? Well, that's certainly yeah, a, uh, a different, uh, another, a different perspective, and I is, appreciate it. Yeah. What? Another issue is that around this country where there is high growth, we see an influence of charter schools. And what's happening is they go in and they, they give you a good message. We're going to re- relieve your congestion so you don't have to build schools but they're not doing the job quality job and educating they're not going to hire qualified teachers they're not going to hire the the the, they're not going to have the services that they need like set said for the special needs the severely profound students so it's a it's a myth that a school that's going to have 400 students that's going to solve the growing problems of this county. Now, you know, uh, also Mr. Carter made a misstatement, I think, that uh, if if they don't do what they need to do, uh, you can remove the charter in one year. But what happens with all the money that you've outlaid for that particular charter school? You don't get the money back. And, and the, the false premise that they're going to relieve the growth so the local county doesn't have to build schools is a false premise. Well, Mr. York, that's a trove of questions for you to ask Mr. Swank tomorrow, and I'm, I look forward to you doing that. Uh, 
because uh, I, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people. Well, a lot of, I've gotten a lot of information that those things are just not true. I, I don't know. Let's ask Mr. Swank tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that because I, I don't have all the answers, and I'm not some. You, you know, I'm I'm. I'm for anything we can do to make education better. I'm not, you know, against all charter schools by any stretch. But I just this process with this Hillsdale aligned group, I, I just I just have a lot of questions. But I'm not coming out, you know, blazing a trail against it. I just want I just have more questions. So Scott, well, Scott has I, reached I, back. I don't. Out. I mean, it, no, Phil Swank has answered that question though, Seth, in that uh, he said that the only connection at all with Hillsdale is that. They uh, follow their curriculum, uh, and you know that's a pretty big connection, though, Dell. I mean, that's a huge but connection. His boss I mean, works for Hilldale, Dell. I mean, his y'all, boss works for y'all, Hilldale. Y'all, y'all roll out Hillsdale like it's the Tasmanian devil. I mean, Larry Arn said that if they're teaching his curriculum, he can make the charter school do what he wants. That's a direct. That's a quote, and I mean, that's just a big. Well, I, I mean, we throw fits about curriculum all the time. Well, I'll tell you this, though. I mean, my grandchildren uh, attend Agathos Classical School, and the classical education movement is nothing more than a return to 100 years ago. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. And it works, and it's amazing. I'm all for and it. So, and but so if, if that's, Agathos is if not that, pulling public dollars, Dale. And they don't teach special needs children. Oh, no, I, I, no, I got to make sure I'm telling clear. you, the classical education, if, if Hillsdale's vision is classical education, bring it on. It's excellent. That's I'm, a great I'm idea. I'm with you on that. Uh, Scott Sapicki has messaged me. He, want, he wants me to clear up a couple of things. He said, if the state approves the charter, the locals can become the authorizer, which gives them control. However, because they've turned them down, the charter school has to approve. Uh, it has to approve of the local school board being their authorizer. So basically, he's saying, uh, if they say no, then the state is the authorizer, as they are the ones that will work with the charter school, not the local. So if it goes to Nashville, that's dangerous. It's going to be run basically by the people of the state. Uh, and he also said that they have to take all children that apply, whether they are special needs or not. But they don't have to provide services for those children. And according to a new well, state we'll law, find that out tomorrow. Yeah, uh, they must uh, provide the supports for those students. That's what he said. He said according to state law, they must provide for the uh, support for those students. And um, yeah, so he's. He will be at the school board meeting tomorrow night, and he is hoping to clear up some stuff. He's hoping it passes. He he wants the charter school. Yeah. My daughter has worked at two charter schools, and and she's a special education professional, and I'm getting first-hand information. Well, I, so they have special I, needs I kids that, at charter schools. Obviously, you, you and Seth. Yeah, no, they, they, they don't have the severely profound. You and Seth have they an hour's have, worth of. They uh, might have a few miles. But she's a special ed teacher at a charter school. Is that? Say again. You said she's All a right. special ed teacher at a charter school. No, she's not a special education teacher now. She worked at two charter schools. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, Seth, Miss York, y'all have got a. Y'all have got a lot of things to ask Mr. Swank to clear up tomorrow, and uh, it'll be a great show. Now, let's get back. I've only got this last segment to ask Seth the questions I've been wanting to ask him. I'm running out the clock on you. (laughs) running out the clock. All right, let's take a break and come back.
This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville. With a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the precious stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Stay comfortable and relaxed this July. Heller is keeping you chillin' all summer with free outdoor gear. When you upgrade your home's essential systems, we're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chillin' all summer long. Book your appointment at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And our number one dude, as always, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. All right, we've got a uh, special guest dude with us, and we've only got today and tomorrow with him, and tomorrow we're going to talk... We're going to talk about charter schools. So uh, I've got some hard questions for Seth Campbell, who is a teacher at Mount Pleasant High. He's uh, active in the Democratic Party, and he uh, writes a column each week in Main Street Murray that appears right opposite Ron Hart's that is more of the liberal Democratic bent as opposed to Ron's conservative libertarian bent. Seth Campbell, welcome. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here, everybody. All right. I'm going to ask you the questions that I think – you know, at least some people want to know if uh, to try to get a gauge of where Democrats would be if they, you know, that Applebaum woman wrote that story. Is is Tennessee still a democracy or something like that? Uh, but if um, if uh, Democrats regain the legislature, if they regain the governor's office, uh, what would we see? And so my my first question to you, I mean, I, I don't think any of these questions are going to be a surprise. Uh, where would you, where do you stand on a state income tax? Well, I, I guess I have to preface everything with saying it's just my opinion, not the state Democratic Party or any Democrat in particular, just my opinion. Right. And, you know, I'm not lockstep with the Democratic Party on everything. I don't read the, the memos that go out, if the, if the memos do go out, of what to say and what to do. So this is just my, you know, these are just my opinions, and they vary, you know, from person to person, probably from Democrat to Democrat. With the state income tax, that... that that whole ordeal, you know, that that big fuss at the state house happened when I think I was in middle school. Um, 
with the well, state. I, I would argue that's why Republicans that that was the beginning of Republicans re, uh, obtaining control of the state. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, if that happened today, I guess the the way the precedent was set this this last year that Marsha Blackburn might have been expelled from the from the state senate for her role in that. Um, craziness that happened up there all those years ago um but you know the state income tax is kind of it's one of those things where i think it's um excuse me important for many you know many folks um many democrats and many republicans but to people my age it's just a kind of almost settled deal i don't expect a state income tax to come raining down in tennessee and i don't support it we have a surplus we had the sales taxes okay you know no for for what it is you know, it's it can be an oppressive tax on poor folks because we all have to eat. But I, I, it's not on my docket to tackle. You know, if I were to be up there or anything, I, w- I certainly wouldn't be pushing for a state income all tax right. because so I, that's, that's why I like Tennessee. I mean, I'm I'm no different than a Republican person. I mean, that's <laughs> I think I think that's what's made us popular. All right. Yeah, let's, I agree. Let, let's let's tick down. So you you that would not a state income tax would not be at the top of your agenda. No, not um, at all. Right to work, Seth. Well, I, you know, I'm from a union family. I mean, the reason that I was able to go to college is because my dad had a good union job with GM UAW. And so that that one, you know, hits hits close to home. And I'm all for I'm all for people banding together in the workforce to have a better agreement so they can make more money and have better benefits. I, it's hard to imagine somebody who would be against that because we all you know we want people to have good you know good lives outside of the workforce now there's a time and there's a place for a union um i see a lot of folks unionizing at starbucks and such and things like that you know the the idea of a union was to keep people safe in in hard environments and in difficult environments and that you know so i i don't think we need to cut the legs out from unionizing in tennessee like the right to work state does and that is enshrined in the tennessee constitution now isn't it I believe I think, it is. But I mean, what right to work, in, you know, what it's about, though, in other states, they have what they call closed shops. In other words, you can join the union or, or not if you want to, uh, but uh, your dues are going to be deducted from your paycheck uh, whether you want to be a part of the union or not. And that's that's a lot of northeastern, midwestern states are, are what's that's called. That's not how it works, Dell. All right, tell me, Mr. If you, if you don't want to be a member of the union, you have a right not to be a member, but you get the same protection as a union member. And and the, and your dues are taken out of your paycheck. No, you don't pay. Any, you don't have to pay dues. And, and I was in Louisiana, and it didn't have a right to work there. Okay, all right. You, the, the the only thing happens the, the the person who's not in the union, if he has a grievance, the union has to support it. I mean, he has. They have to deal with it. That's not but the way. They don't I'm, have um, to pay dues. That's not the way I've understood it. But at any rate, so Seth, you you would be uh, uh, up uh, opposed to a right to work in the sense that you could join the union or not, and uh, and uh, not pay any dues. I mean, I'm, 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 I consider myself pro, pro union, pro labor. But with that being said, I think there's caveats to it. You know, like I said, there's difficult jobs where you need protections, and and, you, and that's what it's there for. I don't think it's all jobs. I think it has a chance to go overboard, and it has in the past. But I'm for unions to protect workers who do difficult jobs and need the best circumstances to do those jobs. Well, I'm not necessarily anti-union either. Well, I think there's a big anti-union sentiment in the state of Tennessee. Did I mean, um, they just? I think the legislator just passed where something with the with 
you, you know, they, they took the legs out of the, t- of the teachers' union years ago. That I think that was Governor Haslam's reign. Um, but it, it, there is an anti-union sentiment because they want to attract more business, as much business as they can, and keep the wages as low as they can so the companies can profit and you can attract more business. It's a cycle. But with with that being said, you know, I'm, I, I want workers to have protections. Yeah, work well, conditions, I mean, uh, workers' rights are important to workers and safety. Well, I mean, we're, we're bringing up more issues here than right to work, and I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying on a lot of things, Seth. Of course, I mean, as a conservative, I, I always say, you know, uh, I think it's true. You get the union that, that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with that. You know, as a teacher, I don't, and the union protections in the state currently, I don't see a sense in me paying union dues for that because there's nothing my union can do to me except provide liability insurance. You know, so I can do that by myself. I don't need to pay dues. And, you know, and that doesn't make me anti-union, but I know the guy up there, you know, busting his knuckles, putting cars together, you know, working you know, working in a hot factory. I mean, that's a different thing. Those guys, I think, need the protections of the union. And, and those those auto uh, manufacturers in the late 30s and 40s mistreated their workers terribly, and they got the union they deserved. Uh, the um, all right, let's let's move on. Uh, uh, boys and women's sports. Where where are you on that? Um, clearly, we need to play sports. That 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 we're you know I'm a male I play male sports I mean I think that is I I don't even know how to put it it's just insane that we have that conversation isn't it So you're saying I, you're not you're <laughs> not playing <laughs> It's insane Well I'm not going to play with a with women I mean I'm not going to you know in, in a lot of cases they probably beat my big butt but the um but we that's that's I I think it's a wedge issue that divides people further I mean let these local bodies like the local governing bodies like TWSAA and you know your your administrations at the schools they can solve that we don't need government coming in telling us you know that it's common sense no but if you were a member of the state legislature would you vote to uh allow uh uh um, men to play uh, as women on women's teams or to absolutely not? not absolutely not but you have to be careful if you're going to craft that law because i mean i played football growing up with girls girls no, were, uh, you know true. so you have to be real real careful because there's there's women who want to play football and you know i was with the columbia bulldogs and we had soccer. girls out there but there are a lot of great women's soccer players that play on men's teams. yeah so so we, if you're going to craft a law if you're going to make, make something real i mean you you better really hammer down the specifics and because that's that's dangerous because you want you know there's in certain cases where where that's okay where you can do that but you know of course we see these grown men swimming against grown women i mean that doesn't make any sense and i think it there there know, we go doesn't make here's, any a, sense. here's a deal seth, seth we if might it becomes a major problem there's enough population of so-called biological men playing in women's sports then they ought to have an open league and then let everybody compete you got women's sports for a reason. You're not, you're not ever going to see a female play in the NBA. I, I don't believe. I'm with you. You know what I mean? There's a reason why we have women's sports to <clears throat> to keep them separate from the men, so they have the opportunity to compete. So yeah, I mean we're bigger, stronger. There's no. That, doubt I mean about that's that. just biology. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm I, saying I think... you can form form an open league if that becomes a major problem. Uh, Clayton, it's not a major problem. You have might might have one or two people trying to participate 
in women's sports right now? I don't think it's a major problem at all. I, I think it's a wedge issue that divides us because there's a couple high-profile cases that people have really just hammered down our, you know, hammering on us, and it's just not, you know, something that that. I mean, could you imagine well, Mike Tyson was, fighting a female boxer? No, no, I cannot. All right, I all mean, right, that just right, it folks, wouldn't work, folks. We just got a They're minute or two. All right, what about? Uh, Minors uh, receiving, uh, or minors, what about gender? changing procedures on minors there's so many different factors in that that as a teacher you know i'm not a medical professional that i don't know what's going on with that minor i don't know if that what biologically could be happening i think it's a dangerous precedent when the government gets involved in healthcare decisions between a parent a minor and a doctor and you have to let you have to let them sort it out i i don't want anything to do with it it has something to do i mean you don't i don't want the government in my doctor's office and i i'm real hesitant to have the government placed in that doctor's office let the doctor the medical board of that hospital the parent the minor let them work that out so you would let parents allow their minor children to have you know uh have have their penis removed have mastectomies uh be put on drugs that block puberty so you you would you would you would not necessarily there's a lot of factors there's undescended testes there's ovaries that haven't developed in 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 people i mean there's many cases of that biologically you have to look at the factors of that i mean you have to let the doctors let the science dictate the decisions there with the doctor but i'm just not equipped to be able to make that decision Oh. I, I have a doctorate in education. I don't have a doctorate in 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 medical oh, science. I, I think I think well, we're, we're running out of time. Is, is there any other things that you? I think those are the hot. What, what else have you got, Clayton? Those are those are the ones that really uh, are the issues that, uh, in many ways, I mean, I don't, I doubt Seth for defunding the police. No, no, no. Fe- federal government taking over elections or keeping it at the states i think i think the states do a good job with it by and large i think trump threw a threw a wrench in the plans but it's, i like the states doing it seth you're almost a republican i think you got some libertarian in you <laughs> well i mean no, th- no this current rendition of the republican party i can't you can't get on board with but uh, you know let's use common sense when making decisions everybody common sense is the big uh thing. and this is not a state issue but where are you